0: Culture and entertainment in the Coachella Valley. This is the desert scene with Bonnie G. from the Mutual Broadcasting System. Here's Bonnie.
1: And welcome to the desert scene. We're happy to have you here and very happy to welcome a friend of mine, a very, very talented lady, Kim Schroeder-Long, who has got a show coming up as part of the Sunday Cabaret series at the Arthur Newman Theater. Kim Schroeder-Long answers the question, what would Judy do? Judy Garland. Hi, Kim. How are you? Hi, Bonnie. I'm well. How are you? Good. I I've got I've got to tell people you really need to check this show out. And the reason main reason I'm saying this is I have had the pleasure of working with Kim. She's been a guest on a Razzle Dazzle show, and she did a Judy Garland song. And she had the the contact lenses and the wig and the whole thing. And she really embodies the spirit of Judy and sounds great. I strongly urge people to see this. Seriously. So t- Thank you so much.
0: Yes, I, I sure do enjoy it, and I, I hope we can get as many
1: people there as possible, because I love bringing that joy. I, who doesn't love Judy? Yeah. So when did you, I know you've been a performer for a long time, but when did you first um, get the idea of, of channeling Judy? So
0: my connection with Judy goes back farther than I've actually been performing her and I sort of stumbled upon it accidentally, you know, because um, I do a lot of different voices. And, you know, mm. I mean, that's just a, that's, it's a very recognizable voice. Yeah. And the first time I started actually doing it in front of other people, it was funny. It was a play called Eat the Runt, which has nothing to do with Cutie Garland. But the premise of the play is that you have this cast of actors who can play any of the roles in the show. And the audience basically votes before the show who's going to play what role Mm -hmm. and you have to audition for the audience and my Mm -hmm. audition ended up being a rendition of baby got back the sir mix a lot song as performed Mm -hmm. by judy garland (laughs) okay
1: all right (laughs) so it
0: it got a big it got a big response and then people were like you know you should actually play judy garland Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then i was tapped to play Judy Garland in the Peter Quilter drama End of the Rainbow mm-hmm. and that was back in 2019 when I got tapped to play that but then the pandemic shut that production down mm-hmm. and we didn't get to remount it until 2021 So while we were shut down during the pandemic I was doing a web series called Sheltering in Place with Judy where I would dress up in the wig and the con- contact lenses and everything and interview different you know quote, celebrity guests that I would also impersonate and we had this little web series going Mm -hmm. on. So Judy and I have been a thing for a while now.
1: So tell me what... what's what is sort of the secret I mean you're obviously you're, you're a very strong singer and a very strong actress but there's a, th- a thing the sort of thing that Judy had un- it's hard to describe um, you know, the star quality whatever how do you sort of tap into that what is the secret f- to bringing Judy to life in a way that resonates with people
0: well it's it's tricky business right I've played other real life people before I've played Rosemary Clooney in a number of productions of that bio musical I've played Betty Davis, uh Patsy Cline. Anytime you are embodying uh a real life person, it's a very fine line between impersonation and you, you know embodiment, right? right? You don't <laughs> it, depending on the purpose of the show, right? Sometimes that impersonation is all you need. That's right. what people want. It's camp, it's fun. Um, But what I'm going for is a little something a little bit more realistic and a little bit more uh, getting their essence, Mm -hmm. you know, so for a minute you can actually suspend disbelief and feel like somehow that the spirit of that person is kind of there in the room with you, you know. So it's, it's partially uh, the mechanics of it, right, the very technicalities of really paying attention to the nuances of their cadence and mm-hmm. where, you know, the breath placement, everybody's got a unique color to their voice, and it's trying to really tune into that with your ear, certainly the movements, you know, anything you would do in an impersonation, there's some basic mechanics to it, yeah. But, but then the rest of it, I think, is very psychological. And I think the the more you sort of immerse yourself in the work um, that we have that's out there of these people, um, to really kind of get a, get a feel for it somewhere deep inside of you, so that you're not thinking about it so hard when you're performing, they kind of come through you a little bit, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you were
0: you're so attuned to them, and you're thinking of them, and you're. You know, it's it's a very esoteric thing that's that's hard to explain. Yeah. Um but that's that's my approach anyway. And I certainly don't you know, I, I would never say like I'm trying to be Judy. No mm-hmm. one can be Judy, no one yeah. will ever be Judy but Judy. Yeah. Right. It's more of a capturing an essence that mm-hmm. people can recognize and a, a familiarity, a nostalgia, you yeah. know.
1: Yeah, and and, and a lot of people think of Judy as being a very tragic figure. I mean, she had trouble in her love life and died too young and had drinking problems. But I I, I also sort of get the feeling, and I think I read a biography of her a long time ago, that she was also very funny and sort of a spitfire and very witty. Is that what you have found in your research? Yes, very much so. In fact, uh, as much as I, I loved playing
0: her in End of the Rainbow, What I was seeking to do with this cabaret show was to uh, get away from that side Mm -hmm. of Judy because so much time is spent on fixating on the tragedy. Yeah, And there's none of that in the show (laughs) that I'm doing. This is the premise of the show that I'm doing is kind of like we're channeling Judy for an afternoon from the hereafter. Mm, What would happen if she got to come back through a medium such
1: as me? Yeah.
0: (laughs) and and perform again what would she have to say uh what if she was you know has been watching us all along
1: oh my gosh <laughs>
0: from the great young. what did what are her thoughts what are her feelings and, and how would she be you know that's what I wanted to go with and really leaning into that wit, that wit of hers and that vibrance um is a very impish quality yeah. to Judith Garland <laughs> that is very fun so that's kind of what I'm focusing on and bringing in none of the tragedy. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's good to know. Now, she had so, how do you pick me- songs? I mean, she had so much music out there. I yeah, mean, so much to choose from. It's
0: hard to leave any of them out, but, you know, we'd be there for weeks. Yeah. And, you know, maybe there'll be other shows in the future. You know, you start with what are the ones everyone's going to come expecting to, to hear. hear, make sure that they are in there. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, went through and watched tons and tons and tons of episodes of her TV show, Mm -hmm. her various appearances that she made on other, you know, variety shows, um, mostly uh, in the 60s. Although, you know, certainly her her movies, there's staples from her many, many years in her career as a recording artist as well. But um, I'm, you know, channeling the the Judy from the 60s, mm-hmm. mostly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Did you find in your research, was there a song or a couple of songs that she recorded that you were surprised that she had recorded that you didn't realize were part of her sort of library? Oh, I'm
0: constantly. I'm, I'm still finding things after the fact here where I, my show is already set. I'm like, mm, that'll have to go. In a future one, I didn't realize yeah. she recorded that. Um, I don't want to give away too much from yeah. my show, but I'll say there's one in there that I I found on YouTube that I would not have associated with her that I was happy to find. And she did a rendition of how insensitive really the bossa nova, mm-hmm. yeah, sang it in Portuguese. She sings it in English, but it's really quite moving. Her, um, yeah, she she brings a real, uh, I want to say there's like a depth to it and so I was excited. Yeah. to Include that in as
1: So tell us about uh, who's who's who your musicians musicians are. Sure,
0: I've got Joel Baker Love him. um on piano. He's I uh, think a lot of your listeners probably will know him. He is, he is in everything. Mm-hmm. He is a busy, busy man. I've got uh, Dennis Burke mm-hmm. on drums, wonderful percussionist. i going to give us a little bongo action as well. I'm excited about that. I have a, a number that features bongos very prominently. Um, and I've got special guest vocalists joining me, Todd McCoskey. Fabulous. One of your legends of the desert. And a uh, brilliantly talented uh, woman from Banning named Denise Morgan, okay. who I think is, is kind of new to the Coachella Valley, but has performed um, in Los Angeles a lot and is just starting to get out in the Coachella Valley performing, but she's brilliantly, brilliantly talented and I'm so excited she's joining me.
1: Excellent. So tell us just a little bit, a uh, little bit about, um, you're not, I know you're, you're not a desert native. Tell us just a little bit about your early days and your performing and what brought you to the desert.
0: Oh, gosh, yes, I've kind of, it was a, a long way to the desert, I guess. Um, I grew up in rural Ohio as a child. I went to uh, college in Northwest Ohio State School, Bowling Green State University, graduated from their theater program, did some touring children's theater, got married kind of young. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we had children, I took a long break from yeah. theater, um, mostly to focus on raising my kids, and got a quote cl- real job for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when they got old enough that it, it seemed possible for me to get back into theater again, I, you know, started doing theater again in Cincinnati, is where I really, you know, got my got my theater legs. Mm-hmm. Did quite a bit of. Uh, both musical theater and drama. And then my husband's job moved us to the San Francisco Bay Area. So I kind of had to start over every time you move. Yeah. You sort of have to start over again, getting people to know who you are and what mm-hmm. you do. Yeah. So kind of made a name for myself in the San Francisco Bay Area. Then his job moved us to Here. Pasadena. Oh, okay. And then the pandemic hit, And I mostly sheltered in place in Pasadena doing Judy Webb videos for for a while. (laughs) And they did bring me back to um, Cincinnati area to do End of the Rainbow. A lot of the work that I was doing was from people who were hiring me from other places, you know, so I Mm -hmm. traveled a lot. Yeah. Um, And then my husband and I decided on our own to, to move to the desert because... We just love it here. Mm-hmm. We had sheltered in place here in the desert during the wildfire okay. that had evacuated us from our house in, in the Pasadena area. And we said, I think I would like to live here. Excellent. So we kind of picked this out and have to say, I do love
1: it here. Well, we are glad that you're here. So let's just remind uh, listeners, Sunday, February 11th, uh, the show's at 3 p.m., doors open at 2. Tickets are $20, cash only at the door. It's the Arthur Newman Theater at the Jocelyn Center in Palm Desert on Catalina Way. Uh, I really encourage people to come see this. Kim is fabulous, and she's just wonderful as Judy. What would Judy do, Sunday, February 11th? Kim, thank you so much. I will be there. We'll see you then. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much. We're really happy to have you today. Thanks. Thanks, Bonnie. And thanks to the rest of you. We'll see you next time on The Desert Scene.
0: This program was produced by the Mutual Broadcasting System.